What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Missouri, an 18-year-old shoots a man 15 times and hides the body in an air mattress. In Georgia, a Navy commander is relieved of duty after an arrest for DUI. Mm -hmm. And a judge rules a Hollywood murderer has to appear shirtless in court. These stories and more coming at you today, Monday, January 22nd on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman Mm -hmm. and... I'm Woody Overton. <laughs> what was that? What were you going to say after? And I'm well, introduce yourself. <laughs> and I'm Mike Agavino, wondering what Jim was going to say. Well, I just wanted to say happy, quote unquote, Monday morning for all you Fleetwood Mac fans out there. Remember that song, Monday morning? Y'all know. I love Fleetwood Mac. Monday morning. That, Monday morning. Stevie that's Nicks. the Mamas and the Papas. No, well, they might have sang it too, but Fleetwood Mac. Is oh, Steve, you know, Stephen look Nicks it up. Was always high. Anybody who does a cover of a Mamas and the Papas song, <laughs> you can't, you can't. I mean, remember last week we were doing Manic Monday. So Mama Cass, you can't, you Monday can't morning. do a cover of Mama Cass. Well, oh, talk man. to Fleetwood Mac. You got to watch. They made it happen. You got to watch Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laurel Canyon. Look, no, great documentary, Laurel Canyon. Okay, all right. Well, let's get down to some crime time for Fleetwood Mac and the Mamas and the Papas and the Bingles and everybody else. Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle. Beautiful eyes. She was awesome. She was in the... Um, I used to think she was cute when I was young. Yeah, I she was eyes. cute. The, Go-Go's, um, wasn't it? No, she was yeah, in she was the... Go-Go. No, she was in the Bingles. The Bangles? Bangles. No, she was the Go Go's. Uh, boys, I know Belinda Carlisle's Go Go's. But here's a question. Yeah. Stevie Nicks or Christy McVie? I don't know who Christy McVie is, but I like Stevie Nicks. I like, I love Stevie Nicks music. Oh, you're right. Go Go's. Yeah. I stand corrected. Who's Go Go's? Christy McVie actually has an amazing voice. You don't realize sometimes. I don't know who she is. The other vocalist on uh, Fleetwood Mac. What's her name? You know who Stevie Nicks is? No, I know who Stevie oh. Nicks is. Stevie McVie. So okay. there's a there's a lot of 
uh, of Fleetwood Mac hits that she's the lead vocal on. Really? And there's a ton that obviously that Stevie was and wow. even Lindsey Buckingham was. But Hey, I forgot about this one. The Bengals and their listener songs in 1981. Uh, of course, we have Manic Monday, Walk Like an Egyptian, which everyone knows, Hazy Shade of Winter. I used to love that in yeah. your room. And Eternal Flame was a good one, too. Trying to see what that lady's name was. And Mike tried to say they were a one-hit wonder. They were talentless. Woody. You obviously talentless. forgot about Walk Like an Egyptian. That was a girl okay. band. <laughs> that was a put-together one of those hey. manufactured hey, don't girl my, bands. Don't ruin my teenage years for me. Mike. Right. Right. Did you like Everybody Josie and the babies. Pussycats, too? Uh, I thought that they was had some a, hit songs, didn't they? Cartoon. I like the strike. It's a cartoon, but they had so, yes. they had uh, they released Kansas music. City. Hey, Josie and the Pussycat. Let's get down to some true crime time <laughs> for Monday. You started it. All right. All right, we're gonna we are gonna bring you to Missouri. Missouri. We'll start off in Missouri today. Here in Missouri, a rolled up air mattress concealed the body of a 23 year old man who was shot repeatedly inside a Missouri home. The accused shooter. 18-year-old Jackson Pierce was charged with second-degree murder following the incident in St. Peter's, which is about 30 miles northwest of St. Louis. St. Peter's police identified the victim as 23-year-old Dalton Coleman. Pierce told witnesses uh, Coleman had been acting erratic while they were inside the home. The witness who was speaking on the phone with Pierce told the 18-year-old to distance himself from Coleman and take with him a gun that was stored in the kitchen cabinet. Minutes later, the witness received another call from Pierce who said he had shot and killed Coleman. Police were called to the home and Pierce was taken into custody. And while being interviewed, he admitted to being to there being a body inside the residence. Officers searched the home and found a rolled-up air mattress that had been tied tightly and wrapped with a piece of an electrical cord. Inside the mattress was the body of Coleman, who had a garbage bag over his head. Pierce said the shooting happened as Pierce and a juvenile were in the bedroom. Coleman forced his way inside, and the physical altercation started. When Pierce saw Coleman look at the gun by the bedside table, he grabbed it and just began firing. Pierce stated the first shot hit Coleman in the abdomen, and he did not go down. Pierce stated he continued to fire 14 more times until the gun was empty. That's right. And Coleman did not fall to the ground until the last shot was fired. Coleman was shot 15 times in the abdomen, hand, and face. Pierce was charged with second-degree murder, armed criminal action, and tampering with physical evidence. He was jailed on a $1 million bond. The juvenile accused of helping Pierce conceal the body is also facing charges 15 times. They made him dance. That's what they call him when the body didn't fall because he was firing so fast. Boom, 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 boom. The body didn't have time to fall down because the next round's keeping you up. Yeah, that was like on uh, dance. Well, but uh, – uh, Al Pacino in Scarface. Remember, yeah, right, yeah, I yeah, take yeah, all yeah, your bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take all your bullets. Like the five pounds of coke he had in his body might have helped too. Yeah. Yeah. you're right. Yeah. Woody, what's the what's the uh, largest number of gunshots you ever heard of somebody surviving? Ooh, jeez, I had to think about that one. Uh, get back to you on that. The well, we're not oh, going to test you. Yeah, no, no. I, I got, I got so many that survived. I, I have to think about that. But, but was uh, it uncommon for? Yeah, like yeah. I never had anybody to... had fifteen shots to survive. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a tough one. Yeah, 
Five? Tupac should survive. Probably uh, somewhere in that in range. I, I had multiple people that have been shot multiple times, and for whatever reason, you can't kill bad grass. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Just doesn't hit a major artery. I right, mean, if, right. if, in and out. Throughs, yeah. I don't suppose anybody who sleeps over that guy's house is going to use that air mattress. Well, the, the they must have been out of shower curtains because it was probably that guy in the last episode. Uh, they stole their shower curtains, so they had to use an air mattress. Might have been. Right. Been. So, hey, let's go to the U.S. military. And specific, I'm talking about you the got Navy. another military story. The Navy. The net go United Navy. United go Navy. United Beat States Army. Navy yes. announced that the it has fired. Rumored that Bill Belichick may go coach Navy. By Maybe the way. so. It has fired the nice. commander of one of its guided missile submarines on Monday. And according to the Navy spokesman, the commanding officer, the USS Georgia Subs Blue Crew, Captain Jeffrey mm. Patterson, was relieved of duty by Rear Admiral Thomas Buchanan, the commander of the submarine group, Tim, due to a loss of confidence in his ability to command. Well, y'all, really, the Navy didn't see dick else about this, except that, um, you know, he was removed from his leadership, but he got a DUI and in proper lane charge. He had the sub was pulled over and he was given a exactly. DUI That's underwater. <laughs> the, the, he almost ran over a dolphin and <laughs> the Coast Guard called him and shit. No, that's not really, really happened. But the, um, they don't want to really make that a part of the official statement. But the USS Georgia's, where the submarine's port is in Kings Bay, Georgia, was located in Camden County. And the Camden County Sheriff's Office had arrested Patterson in the early hour mornings on January 9th on charges of including a driving under influence and improper lane change. And you can take what you will from that. Uh, you know, these submarines, they're so technologically advanced now and they're so huge and all that. But the Trident submarines, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the Georgia, they require two separate crews yeah. called the Blue and the Gold. That's the Navy colors who alternate manning the sub, which allows for maximum utilization right. of ship at sea, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about this for a minute. And they can stay at sea for more than two years, 790 days. So they're naturally they're running 24-7, right? So they share the same bunks. I'm not mm-hmm. really down with that. They what, do? Yeah, they absolutely. Share. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, you get your 12 on 12 all. So the, you share a bunk, like these single-man bunks. So think about what them dudes be doing at 790 yeah, days at sea yeah. in those bunks. Bunk, yeah. Bunk spunk, uh, whatever you want to well, call it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I ain't trying to get in there. Look, and that's, that. and that's actually pretty serious shit because those, you know, if you're commander of a, shit, a nuclear sub shit. like my, that. My buddy, shout out to Charles Andrews, retired. Big uh, I'm deal, from, brother. You know, used to run the whole Navy base in Pensacola and stuff. And, I mean, you know, that dude's in trouble anyway because not only does he have to suffer civilian court, he's also the under use uniform code of military justice, and they got to get him for that too. Mm-hmm. He probably had his time in. Hopefully, they don't strip him down to like a whatever the lowest seaman is. <laughs> interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> interesting little side note there. The uh, you had mentioned they maintain two crews, right? So they can always stay at sea, right? right. The other thing they do is they maintain what's known as redundancy. And when you have a nuclear sub, there's actually two. two 
And the reason that they do that is in the event of nuclear war, if you go to launch your birds and they don't launch, you have to have another sub there. Otherwise, you're screwed because, you you know, you've got nukes coming this way and none going that way. And also that. The, it was actually tandem, multiple firing keys and everything else. Yes. But some people, if if you refuse to do it, they they'll shoot you on the spot. And that, absolutely, a backup person. And let's say you go rogue, the other one can take you out. Yeah, like they know you're going to fire. They can, you know, they know when you open your missile bay doors and all that, you're going to fire, and it's not authorized. Yeah, you got a you got a key and man that turns one, a key. You got another gonna, if it's got a code. The other one's going to blow it up. Yep. Yep. Unless Captain Ramius is at hey, the shout home. out to all our service members who are getting it, keeping us safe every Absolutely. day from all the stuff. Right? Did you know Captain Ramius? I knew Captain Nemo. Hunt for Red October. Captain yes, Ramius. that was a great one. That was Sean Connery. Yeah, that was. The, you know, he got in trouble for that. Uh, what's his name that wrote the book? Because the, the Tom he, Clancy. Clancy. Tom Clancy. When he wrote it, they actually brought him in. The CID brought him in and investigated him because evidently there they was were a, working on there that was, caterpillar there was a, driver. There was no, no, no. There was an incident that happened with a, a, a Russian captain that it affected that they never told anybody about. Oh. And there were so many similarities in the book. They thought Clancy had gotten some secret information. He probably did. He probably did. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, uh, speaking of those movies, the best movie ever made on nuclear submarines starred Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Very, it was called Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. And if you have not seen it, go yeah. watch Crimson Tide. Watch that it. is it's a good movie. Great I, I take I take Hunt I for Red October over. Oh, I thought Denzel nailed about, that. How role. about U five seven one? Yeah, that was a good movie too. Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Good good, all of them were good. Yeah. What about Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? Did you ever watch Voyage to the Bottom mm, of the Sea? I don't think so. I've seen that late sixties, early seventies no, series yeah, with this ridiculous submarine that they battle. No. Every other episode, somebody turned into a uh, werewolf. Ever watch oh, yeah, that? Huh? I'm pretty no. sure I never watched that. It was so, good. Sounds like you were on acid. <laughs> Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? 
Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're on Hollywood, let's go to Hollywood. And let's talk about Sam Haskell IV. We first talked about this unbelievably privileged child of a Hollywood agent who's uber rich back in November But things have taken an interesting twist as uh, he's been in court. The Hollywood heir charged with the brutal killing of his wife and her parents is being forced to come to court half naked, according to his attorney. So let me reintroduce you to this fine example of Hollywood privilege. Haskell was arrested back on November 8th after a homeless person found a headless torso wrapped in plastic in a dumpster. Authorities later found nearby surveillance footage showing Haskell dropping a heavy garbage bag into the dumpster prior uh, earlier that morning. Cops later found blood and other evidence at Haskell's home and subsequently arrested him and charged him with three, three counts of first-degree murder. If convicted on all three counts, Haskell faces a maximum sentence of life in prison without parole. Let's get back to Haskell's court appearance on Friday. Remember, Haskell IV's father is a William Morris Endeavor EVP, Samuel Haskin, Haskell III. William Morris Endeavor? No. Mm-hmm. William Morris Entourage? Company. Entourage? Ari? Was it William Morris and Sugar Company? That's what I thought. Well, William Morris was a company, uh, a talent agency on its own for many years. It merged with Endeavor, which is the company Ari Emanuel, mm-hmm. whose character was in the series Entourage, was running. And the merged entity is William Morris Endeavor gotcha. that Ari gotcha. runs. Who's that uh, actor? I can't That's remember. a major actor, company, Jeremy Piven. Piven. Jeremy Piven played Ari in Entourage. Anyway, so uh, so his dad's a bigwig at William Morris Endeavor. So Haskell IV was nude from the waist up while pleading not guilty on Friday in court. Haskell is 35. He had to be in the state of undress because authorities believe he's, a, uh, he's at risk of self-harm, according to his lawyer, Joe Weimortz. 
Mr. Haskell has not indicated that he wants to harm himself, but the sheriff's department has insisted Haskell wear this anti-self-harm vest. Haskell was in blue jail pants with his wrists chained in front of his waist while he appeared in court Friday. Weimortz claims Haskell cannot wear the anti-self-harm vest because of a medical condition and that the sheriff's apartment, quote, will not allow him to appear with a shirt, gown, or blanket. The result is he has to appear in court naked from the waist up. This has led to rampant speculation in the media. The situation is dehumanizing and creates an inaccurate image of Mr. Haskell. This is all according to his attorney. We actually have that image that we will post. And this is one where I actually disagree with the lawyer a little bit because, you know, Haskell's 35. He's a spoiled Hollywood brat. He's a pretty good looking guy who's pretty fit. He's going to have himself a fan base. Oh, yeah. Probably the yeah. marriage, you know, sorry, Murdoch, you're probably going to lose. Hey, he might be of one of those, what was it, honey badgers? What yeah. was it called? Honey trappers. Honey trappers. Mm. Honey badgers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Woody, can you explain what's going on with the anti self harm vest? I've never. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, so, suicide watches, they strip you naked and they put this this vest on you. It's uh, like a straight jacket? Yeah, it's kind of like a straight drag. Sometimes they don't have your, your arms tied up or whatever, but basically um, the, you know, self-mutilation and, and, and inflecting the wounds, and they don't want you to kill yourself or impale yourself or whatever. So that's a common thing hmm. that you don't want to be a part of because they put you in a freezing-ass cold cell. Well, this guy's charged with killing his wife, whose name was May Haskell, who's 37, her parents, who had uh, who had immigrated to the U.S. from China, uh, the dad 72 and the mom 64 and his father has represented some pretty big artists, George Clooney, Dolly Parton, Whoopi Goldberg and Prince Edward. What does Prince Edward need? You see Dolly Parton rock that cowboy, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah. That outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see where she posted? They suck after they lost the other day and no, said, yeah. she'll never ever no, sing again for the, I'm, I'm lying. She didn't no. do that. Um, <laughs> Haskell's mother, Mary Donnelly Haskell is an actress who's known for her Christmas movies. So I yeah. don't think she'll be doing another big Christmas movie. Yeah. Is my doesn't guess. sound like it. Yeah. Well, interesting story. Barry. 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 Jim wasn't paying attention. I was. It was very interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was interesting? You know what was actually very interesting? <laughs> Was the story Jim did this morning about the Kansas City Chief fans? Three guys disappearing uh, and then hey, found dead. I in bet the you snow. we're going to be doing some updates on that. That is a freaky yeah. story. Yeah. yeah that 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 was strange. That was very strange. And there's definitely more to that. I, I think just, I think Tyreek Hill might have made I mean, it over to that house no after details. the game. He was pretty down. Yeah, could be. Could be. He could Taylor get away Swift. fast. Tyreek could run pretty Taylor Swift. Might have went over there. Taylor, another suspect. All right, we're going to go to Connecticut, and we're going to tell you a, a pretty crazy story, and I know Woody likes, you know, to dig up gold. I like to dig I up do. gold, right? Well, treasure, treasure hunter at heart. We're going to talk about a man that is also, well, he thought his neighbors were treasure hunters, and we're going to get into mm. that. A Connecticut man is facing several criminal charges after digging up his neighbor's yard and claiming the family that lived there were pirates. Uh, pirate. mm. arr, arr. Arr. Mark Uderstadt, 62, was charged with risk of injury, second-degree threatening, fourth-degree criminal mischief, 
and several other charges. Authorities were alerted around 10.15 a.m. last Friday by a caller who said her neighbor had dug up her front yard with a rock rake and refused to leave. Rock rake. When officers arrived at the scene, they learned that Uderstadt had walked onto the caller's property because he believed he owned the neighborhood and that the caller and her family were pirates. The caller's husband confronted him <laughs> about being on the property and digging up his yard. He began to yell and Spoke scream obscenities directed at the caller's husband and young children. He then swung his rock rake in the direction of the caller's husband in a threatening manner. Oh, Uderstadt told officers he was upset because he believed his neighbors were trying to install a water line. He was arrested and held on a fifteen thousand dollar cash and bond. He was the first person in America to smoke and that zombie dope from again. <laughs> these Sierra guys line. who are oh the older dudes getting it down. These seniors are like breaking laws I'm, I'm left pretty, and right, man. I'm right there on that line. Ah, you not that you not even close to that. They send me that AARP shit. Look, pirate neighbors can be a problem. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, underreported crime. That's uh, the you know. It is what it is. He looks like a troublesome neighbor. We're going to post his picture because he looks like a neighbor that might. He'd just be sour. You know, get off my yard. Yeah, you little bastards. You're uh, training your dog to pee in my yard, right? Looks like Ron Howard at age 80. Yeah. Kind of does. That's what I saw. So, Opie Opie always hated pirates. I like Bruce Cunningham better. I like the Fonz. He was a shit. The world is just an effed up place. And I just. Release or we're releasing the Patreon convict uh, uh, subscriber episode, and it's actually from Alabama, and it's about five women that are on death row. But this is Alabama, and where Steve Perkins, thirty nine, was shot and killed by a twenty three year old police officer, Mac Bailey Marquette, on September 29, twenty twenty three. Marquette and several other officers arrived at Perkins' home accompanied by a tow truck for the purpose of repossessing his truck. A grand jury indicted Marquette on a murder charge, accusing him of intentionally killing Perkins by shooting him with a pistol after having given Perkins just one second to comply with the officer's order. Marquette's bond was set at $30,000, which he posted almost immediately. The job... Now falls to me and my office to prosecute this case and seek justice, Morgan County District Attorney Scott Anderson said as he announced the indictment. It is not easy for me to be in the position of prosecuting an officer, but in this circumstance, it's the right thing to do. Anderson said there were four officers at the scene the night Perkins was killed, but only Marquette fired his weapon. He said the grand jury cleared the other three officers, uh, and he agreed with that decision. Video from the neighbor's home surveillance camera was released by a local TV station, and the video shows the tow truck backed into the driveway and Perkins came out of his house. The officers did not identify themselves when they appeared to run out from behind the house and from across the street where they had been lying in wait. This sounds all kinds of ways fucked up, y'all. Perkins can be heard shouting, Hey, put my truck down, before the police officers rush out from the cover with their weapons drawn. One of them yells at him, hey, hey, police, get on the ground. As the officers, or evidently one, unleashed a volley of bullets on him. One is heard shouting, please get on the ground, before 18 shots were fired in rapid succession. 
the newly released footage has triggered outrage in Alabama City with both the repossession firm and the police department blamed for what many say was Perkins' needless death. Officers can be seen standing over the body of Perkins in front in his front lawn after gunning him down and the tow truck driver nonchalantly making off of Perkins' white GMC Sierra. So after they kill him, they went ahead and repossessed the shit anyway. Yeah. In the moments following the shooting, the officers appear to pat Perkins down. Uh, that's typical. One officer moving Perkins from right side um, over to Perkins' legs. Uh, y'all, they would be looking for weapons. The 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 Cater Police Department said the officers came to Perkins' home after a tow truck driver reported how Perkins flashed a gun when he was attempting to repossess the vehicle. The Alabama law enforcement agency said that Perkins was armed with a handgun equipped with a light and brandished a weapon towards an officer with the Decatur Police Department causing the officer to fire Perkins. This is going to have to be tried in court. However, an attorney for Perkins' family said officers essentially ambushed Perkins as he came out of his home and that Perkins did not seem aware of their presence. Lee Merritt said officers accompanied the tow truck driver and the property without announcing themselves and fire when a second. I already told you about all that. So the policy of not announcing yourself and creeping up onto people's property, they would tell you it's for officer protection so they're not ambushed. But what they did here was ambush Steve. That's the attorney talking about that. Perkins' family also says there's no indication he had even fallen behind on payments of his truck, and which is why he tried to stop from being taken away. Again, going to be heard in court. The DA, Anderson, has not given details as to what the evidence is in the case including whether Perkins had the weapons. Uh, and it just goes on and on, y'all. I mean, saying the same shit over again. But last year, hundreds of people gathered outside of Decatur City Hall for protesters carrying signs reading, you could have knocked and we need answers. That's a uh, result of another fatal shooting that happened in Decatur last year. Yeah. <sighs> Police Chief Todd Pinion apologized after the department gave a false description of the officer's commands. And, well, that's mm. Pinion's miter in the sword. That's probably where he got indicted. The description of the department came prior to any knowledge of the existence of the video. Another problem. The department inaccurately said officers ordered Perkins to drop his weapon. They refused to do so. That's called CYA. Cover your ass. Pinion said what actually happened is officers identified themselves to police and ordered Perkins to get on the ground. He wrote, I apologize for an inactive description, et cetera, et cetera. He said, this is understandably much, there is understandably much public conversation about the shooting of Stephen Perkins. Anytime a police officer used deadly force, questions should be asked and answers provided. Sounds a little murky. That sounds like they got their ass in the crack because maybe they're trying to cover. You know, back in my day, I'm not, this is not even a swim story. It's just the way it was. You know, shit happens. And, and and people had drop guns and stuff like that, mm. and and they for accidents and well accidents, but you know shootings and I don't know, I don't get it. With the the, the dude wasn't behind on his his payments. Yeah, first of all, well that was just if, if that they was call a cop and says, hey, he pulled a pistol on me when I went to repossess his truck. Mm, okay, well you don't have to hide in the bushes. You go knock on it, turn your lights and sirens on when you get there, and hey, old room with a bullhorn, hey, come out, dude, let's talk to you for a second. That way you can see if he has a weapon. You don't swamp dunk him, jump out of the trees and bushes and and scream at him. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm probably would have had a pistol too. Sad but but, but the died. the nine one one call 
came from the tow, the tow truck, truck driver who said he had brandished yeah. the gun, right? Yeah, well, I'm so, sure that pretty much goes with the job of repossessions. Yeah. Right. yeah. But so would standard operating procedure still be to go to the door in a situation uh, like that? You, you never walk to the door directly. That's a kill zone. But I actually, if it, I'd have got the call, the uh, I'd have took the statement from the tow truck driver. I would approach the house from the side, and not, I would have clearly identified myself. They would have known there was a cop car out there. Might even had nine one one call them, you know, look up the number and get the number, call and say, "Hey, you need to come out and talk to us." Or get on a bullhorn or something. Yeah, yeah, even. something. But somebody died, and, and cops once again are under scrutiny. We first heard the term suicide belt right before the holidays, right? I, I, right. I think it was the first time any of us had. Yeah, had heard yeah, that yeah. term, and so, we were all pretty shocked that it involved states like Colorado, New Mexico, and Wyoming. My curiosity had been sparked uh, on the topic, and I was able to find a couple of resources and articles, and I'd like to share uh, some things I found. A disturbing number of suicides are sweeping America's party-obsessed ski towns, raising the alarm over why so many residents in vacation spot uh, hotspots would be taking their own lives, often dubbed the Paradise Paradox by mental health experts. High-altitude party towns in the Rockies are seeing record numbers of suicides that stand in stark contrast to the picturesque lifestyle they claim to offer. Factors leading to the rise include the transient way of life on the slopes, financial instability for people working the seasonal kind of business like, uh, like skiing, isolation from cities, and a lack of decent mental health care investment um, from tourism-focused local governments. For those who choose to live in the mountains and escape from the hustle and bustle of the city life is one of the main attractions, but in recent years, there are growing calls for action from residents who feel not enough is being done to help those that are struggling. According to the CDC, there are four uh, Rocky Mountain states in the top six suicide states in the, uh, in the country, and Wyoming's suicide rate is four and a half times higher than the rate in New Jersey, just for comparison. The region is uh, Wyoming, New Mexico, Colorado, and Montana. It's earned the nickname Suicide Belt. The towns designed for a vacation away from the city have become epicenters in this uh, in the suicide crisis. Christina King, a therapist at Aspen in Colorado, said the crisis is a result of a negative cycle where struggling people continue to have little access to help. She argued that there is a distortion between the reality of living in a ski town versus vacationing there. Right. One of the highest profile losses that brought national attention to the issue was professional snowboarder Ben Lynch, who took his own life in 2021. That suicide rocked the snowboarding community and led to a renewed push to bring attention to the crisis in the Rockies that uh, filmmaker Brett Rapkin has turned into an upcoming movie called The Paradise Paradox. Once we realized some of the statistics in these mountain regions, in the Rockies in particular, with people calling uh, it the suicide belt, we knew we needed to do something about it. And that's what the movie is all about. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if you're going to Aspen or you're going to Telluride or you're going to Jackson Hole or one of these, you know, really beautiful, fancy uh, locations to ski, you're... <laughs> you're living a completely different life yeah. than somebody who's working on the mountain, maybe in a concession stand yeah. at a ski resort, or the, even a ski instructor isn't going to make the kind of money that provides, so you know, a big, I was fortunate lesson. enough. Um, when I was growing up, the, 
uh, my parents had a passion for skiing, so I spent two weeks every year in Aspen for Christmas. Um, and I've skied every resort in Colorado. And when I was in college, the um, I was going to go take a semester off to go work and um, in steamboat on on the mountain as a, you know ski patrol. And the but I ended up not going. My buddy went, but you know. Pretty tough times for they they're not making any money and the resorts are charging all the, and the price of lift tickets now are just stupid. But I would think that you know, along with what you said, I would think also in the states what you have is a lot of Indian reservations mm-hmm. and that suicide rate there I know is extremely high. So figure that one in too. But I'd never really. I think a lot of a lot of drinking too, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's how and everything else, and the cheap drugs, and there's not a lot of opportunities, and it's unfortunate. I've been working with the tribe in North Dakota on the case, but the uh, it's tragic the way those people live. But yeah, being a ski bum is uh, is a real deal. But being a real broke when in Aspen or anywhere, I mean, it's a you know fifty dollar hot dog. Uh, yeah, 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 and you can't live anywhere near the mountain right, because right. all the real estate near the mountain yeah. is sky high. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's something to do for a year, yeah. two years. Right. So while though, whatever, say you did it, but yeah, when you're young it. and right, you know, idealistic. The suicide people you don't, don't have do nine it. kids and yeah, and yeah all those right, sorts of right, right, all the expenses and responsibility that life brings you. Suicide, don't do it. Hey, y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You hear that, Woody? What? They stole what? They stole what? That's right. Man, Hannah, we hadn't done a they stole what in a while. Okay. So, you know, we just wrapped up a season where you had to worry about porch pirates stealing packages, things like that. Right. A Florida woman, she came home to a stunning sight last week. While she was at work, somebody stole her concrete driveway. Oh, I saw <laughs> this. It's so stupid. My driveway is gone, Amanda Brochu said, and she ain't exaggerating, y'all. What used to be a concrete slab outside her home is now a patch of dirt. Someone took her driveway. Now, it all started when she put her home up for sale. She said strange contractors were coming by, and they were measuring her driveway. Her son actually counted five different contractors coming by. Uh, They all stated that it was a part of uh, basically her realtor putting her house for sale, and she took them at their word and never even asked a realtor about it. Brochure has since contacted law enforcement. Her doorbell camera captured a bulldozer tearing out concrete and hauling it away. She was in shock. Uh, So she basically calls that real estate agent and she says, someone is still in my driveway. Uh, Her real estate agent then posts online you know, uh, uh, the doorbell camera footage and, and right. says, if any, anybody recognizes these guys, let us know. I've had multiple people come forward saying they've seen things like this happen, whether it be driveways, roofs, or even painting supplies. So it happens more often than you would actually see it. Authorities said they're investigating, but uh, they're going to need additional help. They're, they're running out of, of uh, leads and all that sort of thing. She said she just replaced the roof and made other investments and was quoted $10,000 to replace the concrete. And, y'all, we're going to post the pictures I, I, online. I, I don't understand. But literally – I don't understand. Her concrete driveway is it's, now a dirt it, pad. Yeah, uh, Someone and, and stole and it. And I don't know what they would what do, we with do it. Because you can't just, it's not like you could pick up one piece of concrete. You got to bust it up. I know. It's got rebar shit. It's, it's, it's not crazy. Even, it's not even worth scrap rebar. Look, I, I got no answers for these idiots. They didn't need it to weigh down the camp. But I know first. one thing. Maybe somebody was buried under that concrete. Ooh, maybe, some, maybe, maybe Jimmy Hoffa. Maybe, maybe. Where was it? Maybe what so, state was Florida. It? Uh, so there you go. I promise you uh, that may be the only story you hear where someone's driveway got stolen in, in the next year. Or that so, wasn't anyway. Pinellas County, was it? Where it was, was it? not Pinellas County, I don't think. It just said Florida. It didn't tell me what county. So that wow. is crazy. They stole what? They stole what? For today. <laughs> I don't understand that one. I don't either. Especially five different contractors coming over to yeah, measure the drug. Bro, they had I think it was all there. the same crew. Yeah. But no. why measure it? I don't know. What are you doing? Yeah, you jackhammer and jack it out. That's crazy. Jack it up. Look, I know you got uh, something to read there. I do and, have and a we're gonna something. we're gonna get into that, but I I, I want to say this because I will totally forget y'all. Um, but this reminded me of something: this stolen concrete story. Now, back in the day when I was selling paint, I had a painting contractor call me one time, mm-hmm. and he will re- remain nameless. Mm-hmm. But he said, "I got a problem," and I said, "What?" And he said, 
I painted the wrong house. Oh. <laughs> so he worked for a new residential builder, and they had a whole subdivision. And let's say lot oh. 101 was supposed to be painted green, and lot right, 102 right, right, was supposed right. to be painted red. Well, he painted the wrong, the wrong lot. What do you, how do you fix The whole that? wrong color. He had to freaking repaint, repaint everything. That's crazy. Same contractor, fast forward a year later, you paint brick. Like, that's a big deal right, now, right, right. right? One house was supposed to have painted brick. The other one was not. He painted the, he painted the brick on the wrong house. Whoa, that's a whole. So they had to tear all the brick down. A different valley, you can't get right? that off. Right? No. Uh-uh. You're done. Because the bricks are like pores, right? It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's embedded into the pores of the brick. You're, you're screwed. I think they tried to talk the person. Oh, into, I mean, like, can we, can <laughs> this looks great. Yeah, this, yeah. this looks wonderful. So that reminded me of that. But oh, Did they stop sorry. using yeah. that contractor? Uh, <laughs> I, would th- I would think they did. realized sure. he had dyslexia and they needed to give him every instruction yeah, backwards. Painted the wrong house brick. What, what do you have to get that off? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't invented anything like that. Yeah. Yet. You know, I know. Nobody's ever done, done that before. <laughs> All right. Here let's roll with some crime time. Kiki crime for, for Monday. Monday, y'all. And let's go to the great state of Georgia. A Georgia woman was arrested Wednesday after assaulting her husband because he fell asleep. We did one just like this, but it's not the same one, y'all. Before having birthday sex with her. Oh. Right? No. So I don't agree with this whole, if you have an anniversary or it's Valentine's or birthday, that you have to have sex. I think you have certainly sex do. all the I mean, time. Right? I think right. <laughs> a, that's a shoe on a different foot or yeah. something like that. So, they, so anyway, the woman is charged with battery and family violence, according to police, just after 4.30 on Wednesday. Deputies responded to a home after a 911 call. And when they arrived, the woman told them it was her birthday and her husband was supposed to have given her a sexual favor. But he fell asleep instead. He was tired. She told deputies she became angry and hit her husband with her phone, causing mm. cuts on his face. Can't do that. Causing cuts on his face, all right? She says she called the sheriff's office after her husband pushed her away and she hit her head on the corner of a nightstand. Mm. Well, there you go. Shouldn't hit him with a phone. The husband admitted. That's right. The husband admitted to deputies he did not give her any sexual favors because he was tired. It happened. There you go. He said in addition addition to the phone (laughs) incident, his wife hit him in the side of the head with her hand. Keeps on getting right. The husband said he tried to push his wife away. She she could not continue hitting him. And EMS arrived and examined and released the couple. Deputies determined wife was the primary aggressor and took her ass to jail. Come on. Yep, that's true. It happens. Well, he he's the one that should have been arrested. Come on. Uh, Come on. We we all know about your thirty day ED pill. Thing, all that shit from last show, last week or whenever it was. I was listening. I was laughing. All right, that's it. Kinky crimes for Monday. Birthday sex. Don't close. Makes me think of Michael Jackson, smooth criminal. We're gonna go to Woody territory again, down in Brazil. Brazil. Me, Man, you stay in Brazil. Man, I'm, 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 I'm I love thinking, Brazil. Why don't you just plant your 
flag there or something. Conquer that motherfucker, well, Mike. Are you taking it? I'm conquered. <laughs> hey, I'm going to test your Rosetta Stone knowledge because mm-hmm. there's something I want you to translate for right. me when I get there in the story. Yeah. Okay. So, a 23 year old Brazilian man named Ryan Roca da Silva had a history of making poor decisions. Yeah, I bet he did. Back in 2017, da Silva attempted to rob two men at gunpoint. There you go. He had chosen his targets poorly, mm-hmm. and his marks, two gang members, promptly turned the tables on da Silva, seizing his gun and taking him captive. There you go. The two gangbangers decided to punish da Silva with a unique form of street justice. They decided to put a tattoo on da Silva's forehead. Oh, God. Woody, as our South American and Spanish language expert, can you translate for me? The tattoo says, Eso ladreo y vacilo. See, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. It could be Portuguese, but I know this is Espanol, and it means, I think it means a, a thief and a fool. Is that right? God, those that investment you <laughs> made Stone in Rosetta is Stone is shit. paying off big right. time. Exactly. It means I am a thief and a fool. Yeah. So so this guy goes to rob two guys and turns around oh, and yes, ends up with a tattoo on his forehead yeah. that says, I am a thief and a fool. Oh, my God. That's and the gift that keeps on a, giving. What do you think about that? It's, that's nice. That's nice to watch. Right? We'll, we'll, definitely letting them know. We'll, right? post, the, we'll post that baby for and you. Um, I don't know how you get that removed. Yeah. Well, unbelievably, both of these men served short sentences for inflicting serious bodily injury and get the second charge, illegal embarrassment upon Da Silva. There you have it. That's a unique Brazilian law. If you think Da Silva might have been scared straight by his failed robbery of the gang members, you would be wrong. Da Silva was jailed in February of 2019 when he was caught stealing a cell phone and money from two emergency uh, emergency room workers. Not that big a deal, right? Some I mean, money and phone. You're going to serve yeah. a short sentence and then you're going to be free, right? Well- not to Silva. He decided to make a run for it and escape the minimum security prison he was being held in in October of 2019. So just uh, a few months after he was arrested. De Silva was recaptured just hours later when a cafe owner who had seen De Silva's picture on the news alerted authorities that the man was dining in his establishment. The mm-hmm. uh, I'm a the, uh, Waffle House. Thief and a fool. Yes, that's what I thought of immediately when I came across this. So... Uh, Casa. I, I guess the failed escape and extension of his sentence convinced De Silva it was time to modify his behavior because from that point on, he became a model inmate. In fact, De Silva was slated to be released earlier this month on good behavior. Okay. But when you're Ryan Roca De Silva and you have I am a thief and I am an idiot tattooed across your forehead, you don't take the conventional approach, would he? That's why De Silva, which is days remaining before his release, said fuck the release and joined six other inmates who captured prison guards yes, and then escaped the indeed. Sao Paulo Provisional Detention Center. Yes, indeed. Once on the outside, De Silva vowed not to make the same mistake as last time. So, after robbing a gas station, he visited a local tattoo artist and asked if the man could remove his tattoo. Mm. The man tried his very best, but since De Silva's tattoo was not professionally done, it was extremely difficult to remove. The best the tattoo artist could do was a partial removal, which frankly drew more attention to De Silva's head than the original tattoo. 
De Silva realized he would no more he'd be no more difficult to identify than he was before, and he decided to cut his losses. He handed himself over to military police two days later. Later, De Silva was resentenced on Friday and will serve out an, an extension of five years in what they call a dumbass. what they call a closed regime, which is Brazil's most restrictive form of incarceration. Oh, yeah. Once there, he has vowed to follow the rules and lay down in his cell each night, listening to nothing but American banjos. Banjos. That's his, that's his repair. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, they got a tattoo of his forehead for a spank target <laughs> in, that, in that closed regime prison, right? He is indeed a dumb criminal. He is be indeed a dumb, a dumb criminal. criminal. Truthfully, truthfully. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I hope everybody stayed warm this weekend and shit like that. Uh, um, deer season in it. It's going to be cold as hell. It was, it was cold, cold as hell. hell. I should say that. And then, the wussification of America. Mm, Get a pair of gloves. Come on. I got gloves. Four-wheel drive. Got that, too. You know, my mailman that comes here to the studio. Mm, he always walks through. Yeah, cool dude. Yeah. It was 17 degrees. He had shorts on. Yeah, yeah. I said, you're he's a real a man. You he's hear me? He oh, he's a beast. Yeah, yeah. He had on that big, heavy yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the post Parker. office jacket yeah, yeah, yeah. and shorts. Running and he's like, shorts. brother, I'm loving this weather. Right? I bet he was. I was sweating. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sweating going on in he's the lower awesome. region on that. So yeah, yeah, he still Shout walks it walks yeah. it, and, and drops the mail. You know, he's love, not one of the drivers. Hey, we love all you lifers. Y'all continue to like and share. And if you get a chance, go leave us a review. And all that good podcaster stuff. Y'all y'all are the freaking best fans in the world. That's Even right. the ones that like Mike. That makes him <laughs> even better. Right. <laughs> Michael. Means a guy to good days. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be back with you all um, for another episode, provided the weather is above 55 degrees in Louisiana, which is the only well, time we're able to come cages about that ice. Are they after me? Yeah, they're coming. Yes, indeed. All right, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.